All right, people, welcome back to yet another podcast. We're on lap 12 this week of the Village A podcast. Um, Mexico. Man, I don't know. If, did you watch that race, buddy? Because I almost fell asleep during that race. That was brutal. Oh, man. Of course, we watch every race. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was some goods and some bads. There were some good midfield battles. Uh, there was a mixed entire strategy, which... Originally, I thought the race was going to be good because of it. And I was counting down a lot. Lap 30, like, oh, the last couple laps, this is going to be nuts. And then Mercedes' strategy was wrong. <laughs> Just wrong, <laughs> wrong. It wasn't nuts. It was a Red Bull one. Uh, dude, I know. So we'll we'll do a little bit of a deep dive into what we can of the race. Uh, we'll do the normal segment, driver of the day, Mazepin of the day. We do actually have some freaking sweet news this week. That's kind of what's going to keep this pod going this week. Um, we got quite a bit to talk about there and just some other bullshit as usual. Um, cool. But Let's what's that? Start with race cap, then go into the news. Definitely. So first of all, during the race, I mean, I want to I want to talk about Checo a lot. I mean, because I feel like we highlighted him so much before the race. Um, he had a decent showing. I thought. For one, for one brief second, I thought he was going to be on Red Bull's number one strategy when they pitted him first. I wrote in my notes, I was like, oh, they are putting him in front of Max. But that just wasn't true. They just, they wanted his data. They wanted his info so they could get Max the number one strategy. Lasted like a half a lap. My, my hopes lasted a half a lap for Checo. But I knew I was hoping for a podium the whole race. So we, at least we got that out of him. Yeah, it's always great to see Checo on the podium for the second year in a row in Mexico. I knew that he wasn't on the number one strategy because unfortunately with the way it's turning out this year is you can't, you can't risk track position on that number one strategy. If you're going to give it to your number two driver, he would have had to about qualified max. Yeah. In that position where you're one and two, three or four on the grid, you've got to go with the car that's in position. And so that's what they did. Speaking of cars in position, George Russell was out of position really fast. <laughs> I just <laughs> and no longer in position, dude. Just he was gone. Wasn't even, dude. We didn't even talk. No, they didn't even talk about him the whole rest of the race after lap one. Everyone was kind of like they, it was. He was gone. It was kind of like sitting back there with the Ferraris. Wasn't really talked about. It, it was. It was fantastic. It was a three man race. Yeah. Where were the Ferraris, dude? The Ferraris were five and six, but they were seven hundred seconds behind everyone. So. It was, dude, it was a, it was a three and a half horse race and then George Russell. And then like 15 seconds behind him, it was the Ferraris and then the whole rest of the world. <laughs> I think actually Fernando was leading the train of fucking everyone for, of the other 16 drivers for like half the race. Yeah. Fernando had a pretty good drive, man. Dude, Fernando, Fernando, he did. Him and Seb, dude, both, both the old guys are looking like they shouldn't retire. I know, Fernando. Other, what's that? Speaking of, speaking of the other old guy, we'll talk about it later. He had a magnificent drive as well. I know you get to talk about him this week, bro. You were fired up about him. Um, dude, but pretty much throughout the whole race. Oh, the one thing I do really want to point out is my guy, Danny Ricardo, knocking your guy to the curb. That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, dude, the old guy. I mean, Dude, we got to. Oh, that's like that's like the only thing that actually happened. But I want to point out that Daniel Ricardo still received driver of the day, which is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. That's what I was talking about when I said old guy, Daniel Ricardo. 
I mean, he's yeah, he's getting up there. He's like, how old is is Daniel Ricardo? In his thirties. Old enough, yeah. He's the other. He's pretty much the last old guy, I would say. He's the next oldest guy, I think. Yeah. But dude, how did he get? How did he still get driver of the day? Is that just a fluke or? Did you not watch his comeback? Oh, dude, it was like he was driving. It wasn't. It was. Cr- I've I haven't seen him drive like that in three and a half years, bro. No, I haven't. I haven't seen him drive like that since Monaco, two thousand nineteen. I was so. I was. I was mildly turned on. I'll say it, bro. He was flying through, flying through the race or through the, uh, through the grid. It's like, have you ever seen someone like, you know, heard a story of like someone getting a head injury and then like getting better at something? Yeah. Like dude's totally normal. Then he gets, you know, hit by a drunk driver and now he can play Mozart. Yeah. Now he can, now he can play the piano. (laughs) Dude, it's literally the exact same thing. And I wish it was the other, I mean, if it was Yuki getting hammered and then he drove like crazy, but dude, I think Daniel Ricardo was like, fuck everyone, get out of my way. If you're in my way, get out of my way. Dude, he was parting the seas, bro. It was fucking awesome. That was the first time in a long time we've seen the honey badger. Because I I feel like modern F1 fans do not know the tenacity that Daniel used to drive with back when he earned that nickname. 100%, bro. And came from his silly interviews and the fact that he has a goofy smile. No. It comes back to where he was a fucking wheel man, and he didn't care who way, dude. And that's the Danny we saw. Dude, you're totally right. I mean, I we have you, dude. Bringing up the Honey Badger nickname is probably the best pull from from this pod. I mean, probably the people, a lot of people listening to this podcast don't even know what the Honey Badger nickname really came from, and it was from Danny Ricardo driving like a motherfucker, like we just saw. And I honestly think that's gonna. It's gonna. He's already earned or solidified a spot for next year as a reserve driver for Red Bull. But that man's not fucking leaving F one. He'll be back. That drive proved it. I'd like to see him with Alpha Tauri. Imagine, yeah. imagine when Yuki. That would be all. I mean, I can't, it's hard to imagine after this crash, but that would be an <laughs> awesome pairing, bro. <laughs> imagine those interviews, <laughs> dude. The the interviews with Lando and Daniel Ricciardo are. Nuts, just because Lando has no idea what to say. Ryuki would be even more con- confused. It would be the most awkward interviews of all time. I we're rooting for that here in the village. I am down for that. But Daniel would just go with it. He would make Yuki feel so awkward on purpose. Dude, that's so good. But dude, I mean, I was just shocked that F one gave him driver of the day after not being the only crash incident. He also received his what was it a ten second penalty? Uh, but was it a five? We want to double check that. Yeah, let me double check it real quick. But either way, whatever his penalty was, it didn't affect him because he finished like 15 seconds ahead of the next person. So it didn't change him at all. It was delightful. I think that was it was a 10 second penalty that Danny received. (laughs) So, yeah, he got a 10 second penalty driver of the day. Didn't affect his draw or didn't affect his race pretty much at all. And Yuki just got screwed, which is fucked. (laughs) That's my hot take, Daniel the Alpha Tory. Dude, that'd be fucking. I mean, Dan, here's Daniel should go to. Should we get into a little bit? This is really Daniel should go to Audi. That's a little teaser for what's coming up in the pod. Daniel should go to Audi. Audi Sport. What's that? Which is going to be Sauber. Sauber, yeah, Sauber. Which means a farewell to. 
our friends at Alpha Romeo. Yeah, unfortunately. I love That's- Alpha Romeo as a uh as a I, I just love Alpha Romeo as a car company. They're so quirky. I I've always wanted to own an Alpha. You can't you can't be a car enthusiast before you own an Alpha, isn't that right, Nick? That's true. According to uh, King Clarkson. You've owned uh, an Alpha, haven't you? I have not owned an Alpha. I almost bought an Alpha. It was a 32 valve. I thought you had uh, one in Germany. Yeah, 32 valve six cylinder. The guy had new heads on it, cams, port and polish, everything. Oh, oh. Remember I told you it had a big old floppy pink dildo as the shifter? Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I do remember this combo. One, like a floppy one. <laughs> driving down the Autobahn would be like fucking slapping you in the ribs and shit. <laughs> oh, God, dude. That sounds like it's like, so good. It's <laughs> so good, bro. <laughs> dude, speaking of did you, like, with it. <laughs> dude, speaking of which, did you watch the that Grand Tour, the newest one? I did. I did. Dude. I, that, Fantastic, right? That poor Evo, man. Dude, he was hell-bent on bringing that thing to its grave. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a car get beat that bad on Top Gear Grand Tour, any of them, bro. <laughs> yeah, we have. The one that Ham, Hammond crashed was worse. I mean the the Rimac that he dumped off a cliff and he had to get hot he had to get his pants cut off. That thing burned in that field for three days. I, dude, yeah, <laughs> all three thousand cells just in a chain reaction. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but dude, I we got he got that Evo going. That thing is still probably running in Finland somewhere. That's probably Kimmy's winter beater. <laughs> Kimmy uses it to plow his driveway. <laughs> Dude, um, so yeah, that pretty much sums up our race recap. Uh, if you got anything else to talk about, I do. Yeah, exactly. That's I had a couple notes written down, but they're all fucking boring ass notes just throughout the race on Lewis, how far Lewis was behind 7.7, 9.5, 11.2. I'm like, fuck, when is something gonna happen, bro? I had these notes written down so we could recap it, but nothing happened. <laughs> I guess let's just run through a top 10 and we'll go on to the news. Dude, you got the top 10 up? No. Oh, You're damn. the one, dude. That's no problem. I have my ESPN app app right here. No plug from ESPN, but we'll go through the Mexico Grand Prix. Thanks. <laughs> All right, here we go. So on number one, you guessed it, Max Verstappen. I think I one, called that one. <laughs> one pit stop. Uh, I will note that was his 14th win of the season. That is most all time. Uh, so he did pass. Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher as most wins in a winning championship season. So I'll give him something. I mean, that's a pretty goddamn good season. Still two races to go. Two of our two of our favorites, actually, Brazilian and Abu. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. But back to the top ten. We got Lewis Hamilton, number two. Sec is this his second second place in a row? Yes, it is. Dude, he's on to something. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people, Abu Dhabi, he's gonna win it. So expect that. Checo, third place. <clears throat> Mexican on the podium. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Mexican on the podium yet again, so that's freaking cool. Um, that's our one hometown guy. I know we always bring up the hometown guy. George Russell, that little shithead, he is in fourth. Uh, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, five and six for Ferrari. Dude, I didn't think I heard Leclerc's name one time in that race. 
Yeah, no, I heard that uh, Martin was talking about how the Ferraris were turned down. Yeah, which is weird, bro. I don't get it. They're trying to conserve. Didn't they just change power units last week? That's what I thought, too. Dude, they're trying to conserve for two more races. Fucking let that thing sing. Let it eat. Well, did you hear what uh, Gunther was up there talking about? No, what? He's in a fucking pissing match with Ferrari right now because he says their engines had such bad reliability this year. Leclerc? No, Gunther Steiner. Oh, really? Oh, because of Haas. Haas uses Ferrari engines. And yeah, he said, they do. <laughs> it. Oh. It, um, we're going to go to a different manufacturer. Oh, wow. Interesting. Ooh, we got some. That could be some spicy news in the offseason, bro. Yeah, imagine, like, a Haas with a Mercedes power. Dude, it'd be. Wow. Could be competitive. It was competitive. Very power unit. I, it was, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, hey, we got Daniel Ricardo, seventh place, P7, baby. Let's go. After knocking, after knocking Yuki out in like lap 17 for <laughs> in like 17th place, he stormed through the field, finished. <laughs> let me see here. Oh, it doesn't say the race time is that far down, but he finished at least 10 seconds above uh, Ocon, who was in eighth. And then Lando Norris, P9. Boom. Both McLarens, top 10 points, baby. That's what we like to see. And then you know who was uh, top 10? You know who rounded it out, buddy? Who? Valtteri. Valtteri? What did he start? Like P9, though? P11? Uh, Valtteri started P6. Oh, so But, I mean, like... dude, keeping that car in, a, in, in basically the competition the whole race, that's pretty fucking good. I like to see that. It was an outstanding qualifying run. We didn't we didn't get a chance. We didn't really want to do a formation lap this week since it was such a I mean, dude, nothing happened in qualifying too. We had nothing to talk about. We wanted to save the nuggies we had for this full lap here. But yeah, Botas had a great qualifying. And a great race, really. Yeah. So that pretty much sums up our race recap, our reactions, all that nonsense. You got anything else before I move on, bud? No, I think it's time to do the news. Sweet. Uh, do you want to do driver of the day, Miles Pena of the day first while we, we still have the race? Or do you not have any? I have driver of the day. All right, send me. Hit me. Hit me, Tube Sock. Driver of the day. It's going to be boring. Uh, because, you know, F1 gave him driver of the day, Daniel Ricardo. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, the way he drove, he deserves it from us. Yeah. Mazepin of the day, uh, Daniel Ricardo. Um, for Yuki, of course. For Yuki, yeah. But you, they, you know, mine tend to usually bounce out. That is fantastic. Oh, uh, oh, oh, new driver of the day. Uh, additional driver of the day. Give it to me. You're fired up. You know me. I'm a big pit stop guy. McLaren pit stop. 1.98 seconds. Fastest of the fucking year. Let's go. Dude. Nuts. That was wild. I had to rewind it a couple times. Yeah, the camera couldn't even pick it up. It was so fast. Yeah, they, I didn't. Yeah, dude. Straight up. I thought they just cleaned something off. <laughs> yeah, they had the, that car up, jacks, tires changed, and down before the camera could even focus. Dude, straight up. It was fucking. That was under two seconds in this day and age. With the safety regs that these mechanics have to follow is fucking awesome. 
I remember last year. Remember they changed the pit stop rule? Yep. And they, they, the they said they that maybe 2.5 was the maximum limit that they could go to. Yeah, because we were getting down last year. I think there was a couple one-point-somethings. And they're like, that's all going to go away. It's going to be like three seconds is the target. Yeah. Dude, they said, the, they said the best that someone could possibly do is maybe a 2.5. And McLaren's out here fucking dropping ones on them. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So that's uh, that's kind of funny because uh, I got a pit crew in my Mazepin of the day. But, oh. my, dri- but my driver of the day is going to be Valtteri uh, for finishing that, for keeping that alpha in the points the whole race. Um, that was kind of sick. Um, we, I just really talked about that at the end of the seat or at the end of the race there, but my Mazepin of the day is going to be the Red Bull pit crew again, dude, they fucked up Checo's <laughs> race on their first pits. Their one and only pit stop. They fucked up Checo like, dude, come on. I don't, man. I don't remember. What did they do to Checo? Dude, it was, uh, let me look when Checo pit Checo's first pit stop was on lap 20 on lap. Uh, 19. He pitted, and they had a five and a half second pit stop. They couldn't get the left rear off or on the torque gun wasn't like torque to spec, so it kept showing red. And they had a 5.5 pit stop, and that's immediately I think it didn't even take a half lap. Right then I was like, all right, well he's not on the one strategy anymore because they fucked him right there. Yeah. Um. So that's my Mazepin today, or I also wrote or Alpine's engine because Fernando keeps blowing them up. Yeah, he's one of a couple of them now. He was pissed this time. I think he got in the car and like you want. He was like, he's giving it the finger, like "fuck you, man." Like this <laughs> thing's shit. That's a Renault engine, man. Oh. Didn't they both blow up in Singapore too? Yeah, dude. Fernando's blown up probably. I bet he's blown up three of the last five or six races. Wasn't that Esteban Ocon's where uh, he was like, "Yeah, that won't make a coffee table." Yep. <laughs> yep. So. I'm giving my Mazepin of the day to uh, Alpine's engine or engine builder, whoever you are. It's Renault. <laughs> All right. Well, the, he uses a Renault engine. McLaren used to. Really? Yeah. That's sick. McLaren used. McLaren's kind of jumped around. They're Mercedes and they were Honda. I remember when they, they were Mercedes. Their, their, their Honda year, they were like Haas. They just like couldn't get out. It was like. 2021 Haas where they were just like fighting for 19th and 20th every race. Yeah. And then back to Mercedes and that's kind of where they've been. Well, that's probably going to be Haas this year, bro. Switching the manufacturers. Dude, Honda's in right now. Yeah, I think, dude, I think Haas should just switch to a Honda motor. Those are fucking dominating right now. Haas should get Ford to develop a motor. That's what I'm talking about. Or Chevy. Shout out Chevy. <laughs> yeah, before we be cool because we call it a Cosworth. Dude, don't tell me that. That's going to get me so hard. Ah, oh, dude, I want a Cosy, a Cosworth engine back in Formula One. How cool would that be? That'd be oh, sick. Damn, dude. Those were like the old school V10s, man. That's so sick. But yeah, that, ring, that really brings us right into the news because we got some engine news this week don't we nick let's go what's our favorite kind of news all right so that's going to be like third on my list but since we're talking about now we're bringing it up right now so we got new regulations coming for 2026 regarding the hybrid system the power unit all this good stuff uh i know you looked into this a little bit more than me so i want you to take the lead on telling the people what's going on okay so this is great for the f1 fan what is the biggest complaint of the hybrid era so far noise 
the cars sound like fucking sewing machines. <laughs> so a big part of that is because we have what's called the MGUK, which is the motor generator, uh, motor generator kinetic. And basically what that does is it's a chain of magnets in the exhaust that spin and then reverse polarity happens like in an alternator generates a current and that powers um, the hybrid system, part of the hybrid system. So that's when the car is off the brakes, it engages and it helps generate while you're going down the straight. So the problem with this is one, throughout all of his use in Formula One in the last six years of the hybrid era, there has been no practical applications for road cars. <laughs> okay. And two, it works like a giant catalytic converter. It takes a lot of the sound. So finally, F1 has decided to throw that idea in the trash. Let's go. So they've gotten rid of that, which means F1 is still committed to having a thousand horsepower engines. Okay. So they are authorizing to make up for the power lost by losing the, the MGUK to use higher boost settings, higher RPM settings, and more fuel. I don't know if you could just hear that little slam right there, but that was my dick falling on the table because I am so fucking hyped, dude. We're going to get more horsepower, more generic power, not electric horsepower. I mean, that's what we've wanted. I mean, these things probably sound ridiculous when they're turned up to the, when they turn the wake up on them. And they let them sing at, they rev to what, 12,000 RPM right now? I think right now they're restricted to 11.5. Okay, so they're going to probably turn that up to 14, 15 That's probably. 14, 15. I mean, these things are going to freaking rip, dude. Yeah, turbocharged six cylinders. And they're turning the boost up. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, this is what we've wanted since I basically started watching F1. I, I, I don't want to create the misconception. The new F1 cars are still loud. Oh, yeah. No, they, they definitely are not quiet. That's a fact. But they don't sound, they're not the V10 screamers, the, even the V8 screamers that Lewis Hamilton himself literally drools on. Like anytime there's a V10, I, I don't know if, any, if you've seen the interview where he's talking to someone, oh, and yeah. the V10 just screams by and he literally just stops talking, looks at the track and like literally jaw, on, jaw drops. He goes, sorry. V10s. It like gets the chills. It's like, bro, it's like, what is wrong with you? So that's kind of what we're going to get out of these six cylinder turbo cars. And it's going to sound nasty, I think. I think hopefully it gives it a new sound. You know, then we'll be able to hear it. Because also, the MGUK takes a lot of the turbo sound away. Yeah, it's a muffler, basically, right? It's a yeah. big catalytic converter muffler, a restriction in the exhaust. So that's so obviously I, just going to reduce the sound. I hope we get a lot of crazy angry wastegate noises now dude stop talking this is just turning <laughs> out. dude if we get like some flutters some cool blow out some wastegates I, I think we will with this gone oh we'll my get some, god because it's the hot side so we'll get a lot of flutters from the wastegates and stuff oh dude i'm freaking out right now i mean i can't <laughs> wait for 2026 this shit's gonna get so cool we're at that point too you know your boys are gonna be at races more than way Regular. more than we are. we're gonna go to two or three a year now that we've got three in the States, your boys are probably going to go to all of them. I mean, let's go. We have a lot to look forward to. Um, and so I know you had some more engine news. Yeah, so the with what? So with Audi? What was your engine news segment? 
Uh, so I got a couple things written down. So with tw and so this MGUK unit change is going to happen in 2026, and yes. so that is the same year. And I think this all has to do with um, this is all sort of in the same business plan or um, or whatever with the FIA. But Audi is now confirmed with Sauber, um, really famous Formula One company. They've been around for forever, and right now Alfa Romeo is their brand or is their main sponsor what's that title sponsor title sponsor thank you that sounded stupid whatever i said did not sound right um so right now alfa romeo is their title sponsor but they're gone in 2026 and audi is now in audi porsche um the main logo is going to be audi but the main reason audi was out originally i mean they've been flip-flopping like i flip-flop on the max Verstappen thing uh they were in they were out they were out and then they're back in and it's all because of the engine thing that they said that they didn't have any kind of R&D towards uh, the old school engine. So they were gonna, the only way that they were going to change is if the, everyone had to start over with a new platform and reduce it or dropping the MGUK unit pretty much is going to make every, every company start from square one. They're going to have to redevelop all these F1 engines in a completely different manner. Like for that, they can't just like in my WRX, they're not just going to turn a knob and turn the boost up, let these things rev 4,000 more RPMs in a 71 race or a 71 lap race, you know, that's some monkey, like a laptop with you or me hit the delete button. Yeah, exactly. They're just saying they're not going to, they're not just going to freaking <laughs> weld the wastegate shut, turn boost cut off and be like, all right, freaking send it, Max. You're good. <laughs> so they're going to put a diaper on all the, on all the cars in case they do blow. And you're like, just send all the cars out. You're, you're fine. <laughs> so that's not what's going to happen. So Audi pretty much got what they wish with the FIA and everyone's starting over with a new engine program, which is cool. Um, I don't think Red Bull is going to be actually affected by this with their penalties. We do finally, Nick, finally have an answer. I don't know if you, this is, this is an audio podcast, so the people can't see me yet, but I'm screaming to the heavens. Thank God that we finally have an answer to this FIA bullshit. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? <laughs> it's just not a yes. He's like, just tell me, God, dude, just get it over with. What is it? All right. So. Never talk about it again. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> All right. So their final decision on Red Bull's penalty is going to be a seven million dollar, seven million euro fine, and ten percent less in aero time for next year. So I'll talk about the fine. I know you told me when we texted. You said that's actually a pretty big aero, uh, aero damage like penalty. Um, regarding the fine. Technically, I guess with some tax bullshit, Red Bull only overspent by like five hundred thousand dollars, not five million. So that seven million dollar fine is like fourteen thousand percent. So Mercedes going like, yeah, we're gonna overspend next year too by like a hundred million to make up for it. It's like, dude, you're gonna get a seven billion dollar fine. Like it's okay. So it's actually a big motherfucking fine, I think, considering the point three seven they overspent and then ten percent less in aero time. Is that a lot? That's a lot. Actually, here's why it's a lot. So it's not like that other 10% goes anywhere. They still have other teams. It gets dispersed to other teams. Wait, really? Yeah. No. So that, that Red Bull loses, the other teams get to use. No way. All right. I, that actually that makes me way happier. That's actually kind of sick, bro. Yeah. That's actually kind of sick. Uh, 
I think our friends at WTF one actually figured out the full time wise breakdown, but yeah, basically Red Bull gets like, you know, like a third of what they normally get. And then everyone else gets like an extra four. Bro, that's fucking cool. I actually like that from the FI. All right, good on them. That's a cool punishment. That was not what I was expecting, but it's sort of like just it's like, hey, it's like it's like when I was a kid and I like stole candy out of my little brother's bag. My dad and my dad saw it, he'd be like, fuck no. He would take like two thirds of mine, give some to my little brother, give some to my older brother, and then he takes them. I'm like, fuck you, bro. You can't steal. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> that's incredible, dude. I like that way more. All right, so better that, when you hear, what's that? Better when you hear that. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. That makes the punishment feel way more like of a punishment. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself, Red Bull. <laughs> like, we're using your time, bitch. <laughs> but with that, Village A, we are done talking about overspending. Nick, Thank rejoice. God, <laughs> I can't believe. I- Four weeks of my entire life talking about that. Yeah, we spent a good, I would say, three hours of our life. We can't get back, bro. <laughs> just, that's, that's just time that's gone. Or sorry, the FIA just honey dicking us every week. <laughs> oh, man. But let's see. What other news do we have? Uh, some quick news uh, sort of happened during the race. Sergio is now in second place in the driver's championship. <laughs> Yeah, boy, yeah, he, he passed Charles, so that's kind of funny. That's um, good. I got some huge news for myself personally. You are coming out as transgendered. I mean, I might as well because I am. This is turning me on. I don't think I don't. I don't think words could turn me on as much as they had since Lewis Hamilton bought the Broncos. Oh but wait, was, a legitimate question, real quick. What? If tomorrow morning you woke up a girl, yeah, would you let the homies hit? Dude, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I got one, if I got twenty four hours, bro, definitely. You got, you got to let it go. <laughs> I'm starting OnlyFans, dude. I'm letting it fly. <laughs> That's a real right there. That's a real friend. <laughs> oh God. But as turned on as that makes me, fucking Lewis Hamilton is joining yet another part of my life, Nick. So Lewis Hamilton, pretty much, dude, Lewis Hamilton is pretty much involved in basically everything I love. So we got Formula One. He owns part of the Broncos. And now his newest endeavor, my guy, my idol, Tiger Woods, the GOAT, has recruited Sir Lewis Hamilton to be a co-investor in his new marketing event sports business, TMRO, Tomorrow Sports, and alongside Rory McIlroy. So the three owners are Rory McIlroy, number one player in the world, Tiger fucking Woods, the best player to ever hold a stick, and Sir Lewis Hamilton, the best race car driver of all time, all in a golf like business event thing. I don't even know what it is yet. We don't even know. Tiger's just like, I'm creating something. Lewis Hamilton's in. Holy shit. Do we know? Does does because Lewis doesn't play golf really? Does he? I don't think he does. I don't think he plays football. I don't think he think he's ever watched a football game. But he bought the Broncos, my Broncos. <laughs> we need to get him into hockey, dude. I I have that written down. If he buys a stake in the Abs, I think I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
this guy's just all over my life. Is he following me on Instagram? He's like, all right, what else is this kid like? Uh, fucking <laughs> golf. All right, let's fucking call Tiger Woods up. See what else he can do for me. <laughs> That's probably what it is. He probably listens to the pod, low key. I hate Lewis. If you're listening to the pod, buy the Avalanche. Take it from Stan Kroenke and put it up back on Altitude Sports. And if you're really nice and Sean wakes up a girl one day, he'll let you hit. You know it, Lewis. <laughs> Dude, speaking of Lewis, I think Lewis is going to have himself a season next year. You want to know why? Why? Why do you think he is? So right now, I think he's in like a Leonardo DiCaprio stage of his career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to like this. So Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, he's fucking go. He's beast. Oscar winning actor, right? I love Leo. He was in some dog shit movies for a little bit. Kind of, kind of taking a shit, to, doing some bullshit roles. And you know what it took to get him an Oscar, Nick? You know what it took to get him back from the dead, back up on his horse? All it took was getting fucked by a bear. <laughs> so, and you know what? That's just what happened to Lewis. Lewis just got fucked by a bear. And that bear was Max Verstappen for the last two years. And he's, pissed bro i think he's coming back next year like leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio after the revenant got fucked by a bear and he's back <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so so bet on lewis next year. that's my fucking t- <laughs> add to that i mean i'm with that i like that dude i mean all it took it's all it took for leo to fucking show himself as who he was and be like damn that guy's a fucking beast actually you just got to get <laughs> fucked by a bear get pissed off and now look where he is fucking fucking margot robbie <laughs> dude that's all it takes man just one one little bear fucking <laughs> i think that should be a lesson for everyone in life <laughs> i do i completely agree just when a bear fucks you just put your head down and get back on the horse <laughs> <laughs> this is a one life advice here on the village i'm dead bro <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude you know what i did notice though through through the race but I thought, dude, every single time Checo drove through the stadium, it sounded like Mexico just scored a goal in the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I legit, I legit think if Checo were to win the Mexican Grand Prix, I think he would be as big as if Mexico won the World Cup. It would be. I think it would be unbelievable. Unbelievably big. I think I under I think I underestimated how how serious it was. I think Mexican fans view Formula One as a World Cup type championship, and Mexico represents them as a nation. And they, and they're a very unified country. Completely agree. And I think they take pride in their home events, like the Mexican. Whenever they play in Estadio Ateca, like that place holds like one hundred and fifty thousand crazy motherfuckers, like starting fires in the stands. Like they are diehard, like home country people. And they take pride in. I think that they take pride in having the Mexican Grand Prix there every single year. And if he were to win, holy shit! I think Mexico City would burn to the ground. I think uh, that would be amazing. Actually, I, I hope that we get to see that day. And I think hopefully it's coming soon. I, I think next. Agree. Yeah, I think Jekko's figured out that car more than. I think it's going to be really close between Max and Jekko next year. Yeah, and I think Lewis is going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be much more of a Lewis Max show. And, dude, I hope Charles is up there, too, so it's a three-person show. I'd love a three-person showdown. You'll have Lewis up there with his bear sex trauma. You'll have 
Charles hopefully up there with a oh, hopefully Ferrari doesn't massacre the car in the offseason, which uh, they might. I'm a little bit nervous about that actually, bro. Now that you bring that up, they might like tear that thing down and tube chassis it. You never like they're gonna fucking go wild on improvements and it doesn't need it, it just needs a reliable engine. I completely they need to they need to tune the engine. <laughs> they need to take Nick off the computer, take the hot tune off, and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't run hot tunes. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, we. Hey, there was a memory in my Snapchat when I hit last when I probably blew my WRX up. It was last year. It was a year ago. In my memories. Uh-huh. All I said was, "Oops," and it was boost level twenty three pounds, boost cut, check engine light. And I was like, "Ooh, might have been too much there." <laughs> <laughs> like it might have been when I might have been when I spun a, spun a bearing. I don't know. I, it could have been. We always run the hot tunes here in the village, eh, Nick? <laughs> Dude, speaking of village, eh, check the new sign. Oh, we got new signs for for the pod. But it hasn't showed up. It has it. No, bro, check the. You gotta you gotta stop by like the office or something and say where the fuck is it. Let me check it. I'll I'll check the uh, the tracking once we finish with this. But check the yeah. like the check like the office or something because they might have delivered that shit there. But they're pretty sweet. We got new signs. Hopefully that we're, we're going to get the video going. Hopefully uh, we're definitely by next season. So we're getting these little studios set up in our places and looking pretty dialed now with an official street sign with the Village A podcast on it. Yeah, it looks dope. Um, Let's see. What else we got, dude? Do we have any questions from the village? Um, Let me check the email real quick. That's a good. That's a good question. We always get a couple questions from the village. Oh, uh, yep, we do have one. What is it? It's from Sunny. Doesn't say where Sunny's from. Ohio it does say where he's from in his email. Ohio. Thanks, Sunny in Ohio. <laughs> that's Would <ironic>. you write? <laughs> that's Sunny in Ohio. That's never fucking Sunny there. <laughs> Sorry, Sunny. All right. Uh, it says, "Would you rather have?" A season full of t- like a season ticket worth of tickets in the village, like Village A, where we are, or ten seasons in another sport. Wait, what? So if you could have you could have ten seasons of season tickets in another sport or one season in in Formula One to watch every single race or every single event. Every single race, but you said in the village. So is it only the village? A only. Yeah. So you're sitting. You're sitting in the, in the nosebleeds for Formula One, but you're going to travel the world, all 24 races, or I could pick the Colorado Avalanche. You get to watch 10 seasons here. That's hands down for me. For you take Formula One. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. I agree. Dude, season of traveling all over the world, man. Like, cause there's so much I could do in between races. You know, there's so much to see. It's kind Dude, of that, yeah, that's where that's where it got me too. And I, that's where that's where it gets me too. I think. I mean, 10 seasons would be next level for the Avalanche, but dude, traveling 24, like the next look, we went over the schedule already and the schedule is insane. It's only getting more insane. They're adding races left and right. Yeah. And I'm a classic American. I've never left the country except for Tijuana and across the border to go to the other side of the, uh, of Niagara Falls when I lived in New York. So those are the only two places I've been outside the States. So I'd love to. <laughs> I mean, it's just you see. I encourage anyone, dude. Go, if you, I don't understand. Money, money is tough right now. But if you have the opportunity to leave the country that you live in, do it, man. 
I went to Tijuana, bro. No, I know. That doesn't count. <laughs> you and I will eventually go to Europe. We're going to go to Silverstone at one point. We definitely have I, to. to. See, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of... You go to a different part of the world, you have a kind of a different viewpoint on life. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, so I would definitely take that. It's a great question. It makes you think, like... That's a really... Dude, 10 seasons of your favorite sports team, though, like... It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's from a guy in Ohio, so... Season, yeah, season tickets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, 10 seasons of the Masters. Holy shit, I might have to reconsider. That would be dope. 10 seasons of professional golf. That's like, it's 52 events. Per, there's 48 events per year. And those motherfuckers are all over the world, too. But that'd be, dude, twice as much traveling. That'd be fucking brutal. And I'd rather watch motor. Yeah, I'd rather, yeah that'd, be much, that'd be much easier. And Dude, there's insane hotels along the Grand Prix and stuff. I looked up. I was scrolling through Instagram the other day, and I saw. I'll have to send it to you. It's a hotel that's on the Silverstone straightaway, with a balcony with a view of the racetrack, like above the grandstands, and it's a hotel room, like a sweet, massive hotel room. It's one hundred and forty dollars a night right now. Yeah, when there's nothing going on. That's what my brother said. Don't don't give me that negativity right now. I don't need that kind of logic in my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what my brother said but dude, i thought they're probably have a fucking track day there every weekend am i right i don't know it depends on the management company like when coda first was built they almost did nothing there except formula one right and on recently like that management company got bankrupt because they realized that they couldn't just open that huge facility and pay the bills with one event a year so the new management company has something going on every weekend. There's always a race. There's always a concert. Dude, it's the same thing at Silverstone, I think. Because I, wa- I mean, I watch plenty of YouTube videos on, on new releases and new, new cars and stuff. I know Aston Martin uses it as a pretty much a test track for, for their new hypercar. They've been doing that for like two years. And there's just like standard track days there like at least every month, I would say. I'd have to look at the schedule, but... Fuck, dude! We should go to Silverstone and just hang out at the at the track. That'd be cool. One hundred and fifty bucks a month or a day—that's insane. That'd be dope. But yeah, I, during the race is probably like five grand. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit, bro. I mean, that kind of—that's pretty much most of the news. Um, I don't really have anything else. Did you? No. Dude, this fucking stupid, boring Mexican Grand Prix kind of ruined it for us. I think we've been going for we've been going for almost an hour now, right? I think so. We've been ripping just, for, we've been ripping for forty five minutes. That's not too bad for the village for it, the most boring Grand Prix of the year. It just that was one of those races. Like Singapore is one of those where it can be, eh, but it turned out to be amazing. Dude, we were just expecting so much because Martin Brundle was leading it up and building up. Oh, and there's one more thing I did want to bring up. Thank you for reminding me, Nick. You know why the the the, strat, the tire strategies didn't work out? You know why it was such a boring race? What? Lewis gave Mercedes fucking bad data, bro. He was bitching about the tires, the mediums, on like like three laps after Max pit for softs. He was like, yeah, these are done. So they pitted him. They're like, all right, cool. The mediums can only last that much longer. When Lewis was just being a little pussy and just didn't extend them as far as they could go to tell them, yeah, mediums can go 52 laps like Max did, bro. So they pitted him. They're like, yeah. So when Max put mediums on, they're like, dude, you went 35 laps. There's no way he can go longer. 
but he just did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I was thinking about it. I was like, if Lewis wasn't such a pussy and like asking for new tires right after Max Pitt, like obviously Max was pitting early because he had softs. Like, see, they wanted to know how long those mediums could go. So they, and they did 35 laps and then they put hards on, not the right strategy because they were like, all right, mediums cannot go the rest of the race. That'll be 69 or 68 laps before they're dead and we'll have to pit them again. But in reality, Max's softs went almost 40 laps and he was like, bro, I could put these mediums and he could probably go another 25 laps. He still had so much pace at the end of the race. Do you think they should have hung Lewis out there on the uh, mediums and then just pitted him for softs at the end? Yes. A hundred percent. They should have, they should have made, made Lewis wait. Like, dude, clearly they should have told him you are on another strategy. We are not trying to undercut him because it's such a greater difference in like in times when they're pitting between softs and medium, like push him as far as he could go and then put him on the softs where he can fly. And he'd be in the middle of middle of the track or middle of the pack. So he'd have some traffic to deal with. But I mean, I think that was definitely the strategy. And I think Lewis just gave him bad data because he was crying a little bit too much. Yeah, well, Lewis has always kind of cried like that. They should know that by now. I know. I completely, you know, and that's, they, why, that's why I was a little confused. And they told George Russell the same thing. It was weird. Mercedes, they put it both on the exact same strategy, regardless of what was happening. And they told Russell, like, towards the end of the race, like, don't worry. They're going to have to go 20 more laps than you did. Like, as, like, a, something to, like, hype them up. Like, oh, thank God. Right, I went 35 laps. They have to go 20 more laps than I just did. Like, those things were done. But I bet deep in their mind, they're like, fuck man i pit too early those things could go probably another 20 like oh shit yeah man that was rough it was, just, I, and it was a bad strategy for mercedes it was just it was weird to me too that both red bulls both mercedes and both ferraris were all on different but the same team strategy they didn't split them up at all mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting too and i think that's maybe why we didn't have a great race yeah, dude, there was no there's no chance for drama really. I mean, had the strategy worked out, it would have been great, but yeah, well, know, dude, well, we, the last 20 shit. laps, the last 20 te- laps you text me and you're like, is this gonna get good or what? And I was like, it's about to. Like, I think we're gonna about we're about to get something good. Because every single lap, they're like, I think whoever's the team strategist for, for Lewis is like, they'll fall off. Don't worry, they'll fall off. And they just they just didn't. <laughs> that was every lap we were waiting for, bro. It's like really like lap five laps ago, we're like, they haven't fallen off yet. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that, that was my favorite part. They're like, and I think that's when Lewis was like, Yeah, we're on the wrong strategy, boys. <laughs> I think this <laughs> this one didn't work. <laughs> and yeah, I love how Toto kept it like trying to tell him the whole race like don't worry like we got him we're on the right strategy the whole like don't worry we got him and then like the very end they're like realize like yep that was a swing and a miss (laughs) (laughs) very confident swing and a miss it's like in baseball where you see that high fastball yeah oh dude and they they think they're going yard (laughs) yeah you're about to go yard and it turns out it was a sinker or a chain you're just like almost (laughs) losing Fucking, you're almost hitting yourself in the back of the head. <laughs> you swing out of your shoes, fall, like, literally fall to your knee. And you're like, did that go? Did that go over the fence? And the catcher's like, yeah, definitely over the fence, bud, right here, <laughs> dude. And that's kind of what we had. That's what we had. It it felt like a pitch off. Like if you're watching baseball, it felt like a no hitter. Just watching Max run away with it, a perfect strategy. Nothing was going wrong, and the only way he was going to lose is if he lost it himself. Um, but unfortunately I don't think we're going to get that. 
um, next year, or fortunately, I don't think we're going to get to next year. Um, but before we leave, I think we should talk about the, the next Grand Prix. We should get some get some hype going for Brazil. Brazil. Dude. Lagos. Dude, I love, I love this race, actually. And we got Lewis Hamilton is a home driver for the first time in his career. Of Brazil. I mean, he's a home driver in Silverstone every year, but... Uh... No, in Brazil. <laughs> this is the first time being a home driver in Brazil. Cause... Yeah, dude, he is, he is a, an honorary citizen of Brazil now. I don't know why. I, I couldn't tell you why, but he's an honorary citizen of Brazil. I, I don't know why, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wanted it because Senna, because like Senna's his hero or something like that, and he's done so well at this Grand Prix. They're like, I, it's just like it's, they just kind of it's like an honorary doctorate. Like Tim the Toolman Taylor got a doctorate from Michigan. Is he a doctor? Fuck no. It's just like is Lewis a citizen of Brazil? Like sure. Well, just, yeah. Put it on his passport. <laughs> Stamp it. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about it. It's gonna be a home. How cool to be if it was his first one of the year? That'd be cool. That would actually be sick. He's done well there. Uh, yeah. He was. He's the defending champion. He won last year, though, didn't he? Yep. So he's got good memory there. Um, it's an 11 a.m. race. Let's go. It's on the 13th. Uh, that's pretty far out right now. We're recording on the 1st. Happy Halloween to everyone. New November. No, not November, Nick. Watch yourself. I already failed. Ah, uh, Jesus. It's the 1st. <laughs> what, did you look at Yuki pictures all day? Huh? You looking at Yuki pictures all day? <laughs> maybe oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> so that means no george russell pictures for you huh uh dude i can't i gotta hold out a month dude he's post he posts a shirtless picture every single day he's gotta unfollow the guy <laughs> <laughs> oh man so this, po- this podcast yeah, is it's on the rails but just it's just teetering like the, the train is tipping over. It's just teetering on and off the rails. It's all rails. We just make the rails go wherever we want them to. You're that's perfect. Yeah, we we're building the tracks, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no nut November. Who started that? Uh, I think it was started around the Harambe era. No, it was it was pre the Harambe era. Was it? I remember being a thing when I was like in middle school. Oh, dude, I definitely failed in middle school. I don't think I lasted. I don't, yeah, I don't think I lasted through lunch. <laughs> a question for any of our female listeners: We got a couple, don't we? Got a couple. Will you have a female version of No Nut November? I think they do, and they just don't tell us. <laughs> And I think the thing is, they don't have as cool of a name, so they don't say it out loud. Like, no, we got, we got the branding on point for the guys. See, my my ex, my uh, no net November was the last six months we dated. I mean that that checks out. That <laughs> uh, checks out. <laughs> that's why. That's why we got gone. That's why we're gone, Nick. So I moved on. You're done. Park it. Park it, Mister. <laughs> You're done. Um, but shit, bro. I got let me let me check Instagram real quick. See if anyone DM'd us with any more questions. Let me do a lot. Let me do a live Instagram reading. 
Last time I, dude, last time I did this, we had breaking news about Fernando's penalty. Remember? Yeah. Um, first thing, Lewis Hamilton, good pace, good points, as always, good time. Adios, Mexico. Lewis is feeling himself. He's feeling good. He posted himself in like a Gucci sweatshirt. Our guy's feeling good. Oh, you know what? We do. I posted something on our store. We got one more thing to talk about. Did you see our story, Nick? Uh, yeah, probably. Sorry, I was on Reddit trying to figure out something about No Nuts November. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, well, I'll continue to talk about motorsport <laughs> while, you, while, you research, while you research the origin of No Nut November. No, 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 no. I guess, I guess, I guess. I'm gonna... Sorry, sorry. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. I just got on Reddit. And searched, what is the female equivalent of No Nut November? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And somebody wrote Dildo Drop December. Stop it. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. That's so much internet for the day. All right, we're done. Park it, man. Park it, park it, mister. Give me the keys. Give me the keys to your phone. You're done. <laughs> Holy Toledo. All right, what were you talking about? Sorry. Oh, geez. I just had one more motorsport thing to bring up before we left because I saw probably one of the coolest passes I've ever didn't seen. Have a, didn't we have a question on our story? Um, no, I was looking up on our – we didn't have a question. I just posted something on our story that I really wanted to talk about because it's probably one of the coolest passes I've ever seen in motorsport. Uh, <laughs> I don't know while I'm talking about it. You should look at our story real quick so you can see what I'm talking about. This fucking guy uh, in NASCAR, his name is Ross Christian. Okay, oh, yeah. Ross Christian. He he was in P17 going into the final corner of the final of the semifinal race. Right. So the NASCAR had set in a playoff, like a bracket playoff sort of style, and they moved to the final race after this. After this, was that a pistol? It was. Yeah. So this guy in the final lap, final corner, he fucking puts this thing to the floor, goes on the outside wall, rides the wall full throttle, scraping the wall full throttle because somehow it's the faster line. And he passes <laughs> seven cars on the final corner, gets to P10, fucking advances to the finals in NASCAR. I mean... Passing seven people on the final corner, riding the wall, full throttle, fucking your race car up, fucking sanding it down. I mean, that might be the coolest pass in motorsport. That's unbelievable. Well, to our to our Formula One fans who don't know, Bristol is like the motorsports equivalent of racing around a roundabout. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's a really short oval, no banking on the corners. I think it's three-eighths mile. Three-eighths mile oval. So the fastest line would be to negate centrifugal force and just ride the wall around the, the, the instead of having to use the brakes. But, you know, the deciding factor why cars normally don't do that is because you destroy your car. But I guess on the final corner of a quarterfinal race. Dude, send it. Send it. I fucking dude. How did he first of all, I want to know how he figured out that was the fastest line. Was he like in a sim race or something? And he just happened. He's just like. Forgot what he was doing. He just like wrote it on the wall. He's like, "Holy shit, that was three sure. miles an hour faster." That was kind of something that was known. Like it's so tight that if you just rip it around the wall, dude, I probably... think I think you're right because, dude, there was just a, there was a little bit of a backup on the final corner. The seven seven cars were packed right there on the final corner, and there was about three cars, 
right of them to go wide and hit the wall. And dude, he was flying around the wall. He had 30 mile an hour on him at least. So that I was. One, I was listening to one guy's team radio when it happened, and he, he was like, oh shit, he actually tried it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. It's, like, it's more of like a respect thing. It's like. He was like, like and then his. It was like, yeah, that actually worked. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That's like when um when Trevor Zegras did the like the half like Michigan toss over the goal and the other guy like slapped it in. You remember that uh, in hockey? And after he scored, he literally picked it up like a lacrosse goal or like a lacrosse stick, flipped it over the net, and his teammate batted it in like a baseball, like a tennis racket, and he literally looked at his teammate like, Holy fuck, it worked. <laughs> it was something that they tried in practice, obviously, and it was just like Everyone was shocked, like, holy shit, that a- he they fucking tried it. Yeah, the balls to try it and it fucking worked. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like that is just so good. So I really wanted to bring that up. We posted that in our story on at the Village A podcast on Instagram. So get a chance to check that out. Uh you can click the video, get an in-cockpit view too. Um, or an in in, in dick dent uh view. Um and man. So that's pretty much wraps up all our motorsport. My guy went to go make another drink, I believe. I can see his shadow. There he is, making another drink, bud. Yes, sir, round two. Dude, what is it, five o'clock there? It is five o'clock here. It's six o'clock here. It's six o'clock there. Oh, damn. Five o'clock here, buddy. Drink somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, my motorsport news, reactions, and everything. I feel like we kind of covered a lot this week, even though there was the worst race of the year. Yeah, it was an entertaining one for sure. I had fun. Dude, me too. I was laughing my ass off. And I'm just so hyped about the MGUK unit that I'm definitely going to look more into this. dude. I'm, I cannot wait to hear them. Yeah, I know. When do you think we'll get like the first? I know they always bring out like the test cars and like the renders and stuff. 2026 is uh, four oh, years out. Yeah, we'll probably get like a preview in like two years of what it'll sound like. Yeah. Before dude, they're gonna have to start testing at some point. Yeah, especially. I mean, I don't know if there's a rule on when they have to wait to start testing. I'm sure there is. They probably have to wait for Audi to figure their stuff out and start a team. Otherwise, Mercy. Otherwise, Red Bull overspend again. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're gonna wrap her up. Um, thanks for listening. If you stuck with us the whole time, uh, it was a fun one this time. We got Brazil, not this week, but next week. So strap in for that one. We got a little bit of a week off. We'll still probably, if we got any more news, we'll still rip another pod as usual. Um, Monday, Tuesday, something around that time. Get us ready for Brazil. Uh, follow us on all our social medias, Instagram at the village, a podcast, Facebook, the village, a podcast, Twitter, same thing. You know, the deal hit us with some emails this week though. We want some more emails for next week. Yeah. We need more fan questions to get us through this week off. Huh, Nick? I've been lacking with the emails. I know. This question this today was good. It didn't give us more than I think 30 seconds worth of content, but it was a good question from Sonny. So hit us with some more emails. The email is thevillagea.pod at gmail.com. So give us all the emails you want, any questions, any of your takes too. If you guys want to throw us your hot takes, we'll discuss it on the pod. Um, but I'm pretty much fucking done. That was a yeah. good one. Last and no nut in November. No nut in November. Good luck to all you fellas out there. <laughs> We're strong together. We'll see you on the 13th for race day. Let's freaking go. See you. All right.